0: Hatler And I'm Natalie Shalati. And you're listening to The Weekly. This week, you might have seen SpaceX launch one of their rockets, Falcon Heavy. With outer space in mind, this guy is thinking about the best resource we have on campus for this, the Dearborn Observatory. I've been to the observatory a couple times. What about you? Yeah, I've been once before and I walk by almost every day to get to class, but uh, I, I realize I don't know much about it. Yeah, it's just sort of this unique looking building behind tech. To get the lowdown about what students say about the Dearborn Observatory, we had Femi, one of our new reporters, head to Norris to talk to students.
1: Nolan Robinson. I'm a first year, and I'm a theater and computer science double major. I'm Raymond Lee. I'm a sophomore, and I'm studying mechanical engineering.
0: I'm Riley. I'm a sophomore. I'm a sociology and econ major. My name is Judith, and I'm in CESP with learning sciences, and I'm a freshman. Have you ever been to or heard of the Dearborn Observatory?
1: I have heard of it, I've never been to it.
0: Yes, I have heard of it. No, I have not heard of that. I've heard of it, but I've never been to it. Did you know that they have observing sessions for the public every Friday night?
1: I did not know that.
0: I did not know.
1: I did not know that.
0: Would you ever consider going?
1: Uh, yeah, I love space, and if it's free, totally. Yeah, yeah, I would go.
0: Yeah? Definitely. Do you think any students know about this? I don't
1: think they do. No, I don't. I think the, the building is just kind of tucked away, so it's a, li- a little hard for people to like see it.
0: I don't think so. I've never heard anyone talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. They probably just don't know about it, and they probably just do other things on Friday nights. We headed over to the Dearborn Observatory on Friday during their open viewing hours and talked to Alex Gervich, who's currently working on his PhD in astronomy.
1: The observatory um, is very storied, has a storied history, and it's been sort of tumultuous uh, at times. So uh, the the telescope itself is older than the observatory, which is kind of strange. It didn't have a home for a while, but uh, the the lens at the front, so it's a refracting telescope, 18 and a half inches in diameter, Uh, at the time it was the largest refracting telescope in the world. So it was purchased by the Chicago Astronomical Society and given to the University of Chicago actually and so they built uh, they were starting to build a little observatory for it uh when it uh, burned down you know in the great chicago fire and eventually the old university of chicago would go bankrupt and they couldn't even afford to upkeep the lens and they were worried about it getting damaged so they gave it back to the chicago Astronomical society and they're like oh find another home for it so that's when we got it is uh is at that point um and that was in like the i think it was 1887 or something so it's been here for quite a while uh And the observatory that, you know, we're sitting in right now uh, was built shortly after uh, in 1889. This very building. However, this building didn't used to be right here. In fact, it was over where uh, the Technological Institute is. And uh, I think it was like in the 30s or 40s, 1930s or 40s, that they decided it's like, oh, tech has to go right here. So (laughs) you better move that observatory. And uh, they chopped it at the foundations, uh, attached it to a bunch of donkeys and dragged it like 650 feet uh, to the south over the course of a summer. The, the telescope also uh, has a claim to fame. When it was being commissioned in 1861, it discovered an entire new class of stars. When they were testing it, they were looking at uh, the bright star Sirius. So this is what you do when you test a telescope, is you look at something you understand really well um, so that you can figure out the lens, right, what, what the lens is doing either right or wrong. And they noticed that for the first time, they were seeing this like weird little smudge off to the side of Sirius. And they're like, "What the heck is this? Our lens is broken. Oh no!" So they went and they polished it, and then the the smudge got sharper. So they took it back, polished it again, and the the smudge is getting sharper and sharper until finally they're like, "Wow, we just made the like best lens that has ever been created, and now we can see this tiny little dim object that nobody could have seen before." And in fact, they discovered the star Sirius B which is called uh, it is what's called a white dwarf. The lens was given to us uh, by the Chicago Astronomical Society under the stipulation that every Friday night, uh, in the perpetuity, uh, we hold open observing sessions to the public. So that's what we've been doing now for like 150 years.
0: What's like the coolest thing you've seen or your favorite uh, thing you've ever seen? It's,
1: it's a, it's, that's a tough question. I think it's probably going to have to be Saturn. Uh, Saturn is super cool looking through a telescope because, uh, especially this telescope, you can make out tons of details. Um, you can start even counting, like, uh, bands on the rings, mm-hmm. right? You can count sort of stripes and things on, you know, the planet. And uh, you can see, like, even the space between, like, sort of the side of the rings. Yeah, looking looking at Saturn is, like, sort of like a life-changing moment. Blew my mind.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and uh, there's a, a – Professor Shane Larson here has this, like – just inspiring blog post called uh, the Saturn moment. Uh, just talking about this moment is like when the very first time that you see Saturn through a telescope just changes your entire perspective of about the universe, about uh, about you know your life.
0: It's difficult to study something that's so far away yeah. from you. How do you feel about that?
1: I mean, it's tough. I feel like uh, astronomers have it the worst. Our lab is the universe, and we get one shot at it. Mm-hmm. There's one universe. We don't get to go out there and change something about it. We don't get to start over and see how it would go if we went a different way. There's no like experimental design in the same sense that there is in other sciences. We just look right and try our best to make it work. <laughs> Um, so that can be frustrating. It, it, it really can, is that like sometimes you just want to go there and you're just like, just act like I want you to, you stupid galaxy. Like, come on. Like, I, I'm trying to publish a paper. <laughs> like, why must it you is. do this to me? Yeah. But, um, you know, it passes usually <laughs> the frustration when you, like, you know, you finally get something out that's just like, this is, you know, the universe. This is everything that's out there. This is, I'm starting to peak at like the language that created this very complex very incredible very beautiful object and that you know that's what keeps me going
0: next we headed back to the basement of Daring library and talked to our favorite archivist janet olson she dug up some files on
2: the observatory and we sat down and talked well let's see so dearborn um observatory was first um Thought of by some guys in Chicago who felt that Chicago needed an observatory to make it a respectable kind of city. We have great pictures of all these guys, of course, lined up outside the uh, Dearborn Observatory, just standing there looking very serious because they're all astronomers. And, yeah, and then, but this is not specifically about Dearborn, is that we had another observatory that was when the lake fill was first built, In the 1960s, a new observatory uh, was placed on the far end, the far east end of the lakeville. Um, That was in 19, it went up in 1967 and it was kind of a very, it was Lindheimer astronomical something. I can't remember its name, but it was kind of like modern and it looked like a kind of giant you know, spider like a thing on top of uh, a scaffolding kind of structure. Uh, And it was all painted white and quite modern, striking looking. Um, Designed by the same company that gave us uh, the uh, University Library and other stunning structures. Anyway, and that lasted only 30 years. It was torn down in 1997. But Dearborn still chugs away and does what an observatory should do.
0: We hope this has inspired you to take advantage of the Dearborn Observatory on campus. Winter is one of the best times to see the planets. And the lens was recently cleaned this summer, so the telescope's actually in superb condition. Have a great week, and please subscribe to the Weekly. Talk to you later.